1: Coming up on TMS, lovely lady dumps. Waiter, there's a hair in my ibuprofen. Bang, zoom, buzz. To the moon! Just let
3: Veronica win. He said kunk with a K. How do hockey jerseys work? Because I'd really like to know. Tang-fastic. Check your toilets. I don't like
1: the black-eyed pea. I kind of want to mount the nasty-ass thing. On Bond Road. Down to Zippo. Fecal Parity Litigation. Foam
3: Bat Signal with Bill.
1: Jamming the Airplane Breaks with Bobby and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Look, pot marks take the time. Even steel wool can't do the job. But watch Ajax with blue chlorine. Just a soft sponge and pot
0: marks gone fast. Well, that's the quitting part. See you Monday. <laughs>
2: the morning
1: stream oh no the bad apes have the crystal lasers hello everybody welcome to tms it is the morning stream for january 31st 2023 i'm scott and that's brian hi brian correct welcome to the final day of, of January 2020. Oh my gosh, it is. Hey, something. Speaking of dates, did you know yeah. that I'm going to be insufferable about this? Because oh, at man. the end of this year, we are going to have uh-huh. a 123123.
3: One, oh, look at that. Yeah, no kidding.
1: Yep. All right. Yep. I'm going to be the worst person that ever podcasted no in the morning.
3: It's really funny, too, because I was like, wait, 123123. Yep. One, but really, it's 123123.
1: One, Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> okay, I got a fashion question just real quick. I noticed. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm um, definitely the person to ask about that. I'm wearing this Horde uh, assembled uh, hockey jersey that I got years ago. Right? Yes. Uh-huh. And I always forget why I don't wear it on air, but now I remembered. And I'm just wondering if this is a, if you're supposed to in hockey jerseys, if this is just a built in feature or if this is unique to this shirt. But it gives True. me fake little. Shoulder pad <laughs> increase. You look like
3: Savannah Guthrie on the Today Show with yeah, us,
1: Scott, I don't like it. It bothers me. I feel.
3: Oh, really? It feels. Uh.
1: I don't know. I feel like I'm trying to look bigger than I am, or something. Or sure, sure. I don't, I don't like. Well, it. Well,
3: that's to to uh, threaten your predators. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's. Uh, it, I don't know. It, I don't really even notice it, but yeah, I guess yeah. Now you say it, it's like yeah, it looks like extra padding, but I think for a hockey jersey, that that's. Completely fine. Yeah. If this was a blazer, I'd say, uh, sure. Well, welcome back to, uh, uh, the 90s Remington Steel. Yeah. But, uh,
1: no doubt. Or a little bit uh, the late, um, oh, what was that show where they all had the, the Miami designing Vice? Designing women? No, oh, that's like a, that's even better. I don't want to that look was, like a Woman. That was woman. the
3: worst offense to shoulder pads ever in the history of television, was designing women.
1: <laughs> I think you have nailed it there, sir. So. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to fans out there I know it, was, you exist. it was
3: actually uh, a character on the show just uh, just shoulder pads it yeah their name, was, like, you know, their name to, was shoulder
1: pads yeah yeah sure. delta, delta burke's good pal shoulder pads junior that's right uh, exactly hey uh check this out so um you know the great thing about our audience i'll say there's many good things about you guys you're all pretty cool yeah. but what i like about <laughs> you is you you hear us say a thing and then you're very quick to write in and either correct us or educate us or answer a question we may have had or, or whatever.
3: Just provide a guess as to as to something. Absolutely. Sure. Uh-huh.
1: And we're 100 percent here to field your guesses and your your thoughts. All right. <laughs> I,
3: by the way, before anybody writes in, Remington is still completely in the 80s. Did not even did not even cross over into 1990.
1: Oh, is nope. that ch- I, I- you know what i heard you I say that i didn't even question 90s, it
3: and i think it was just because i associate pierce brosnan with the 90s even though oh that's true was, i
1: guess was, he had he yeah. had left that and was on bond bond road by then or was it was on uh, Bond duty
3: uh yeah yeah that's true because
1: because so. geez yeah. we got uh, goldeneye was what 94 95 95 yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like, yeah, and you're dying right. Another
3: day was uh, 2002. Tomorrow never dies. World is not enough.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, still, I still think your shoulder pad thing holds, though. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Forget about <laughs> dates. Those
3: shoulder pads I, were bad. I course corrected <laughs> with a designing women reference. So <laughs> nobody noticed.
1: That's a true magician. You just are doing sleight That's, of hand. And, that was uh, me
3: staring into the skin. Anyway. Anyways, you know, we love our
1: audience. We love guests. them. They're great. And they answer great questions for us. So, for example, Carlos wrote in. Uh, or no, I'm sorry. This is in response. This is Luke oh, and Boulder. Yeah, to Carlos's original, correct. If facts, you guys remember, yeah. I'll I'll read Carlos's again. He said, "Hey Scott and Brian, what's with the fang? F-A-N-G, Carlos. All right, right. this was the other day, right. and we were like, we don't know. We tried to suss it out. We don't know. So we get this message from Luke and Boulder. He's uh right there near you. Uh, who still? <laughs> he says by the way, he still hasn't ever had Brian as a lift driver.
3: <laughs> I would love that. You know, I've had uh, I've I've given a ride right to one person who knew me, but. She was a former roommate of uh, Tristan and Kay, but nobody else, like, I haven't had, like, a, oh, my God, this is the Covermobile. You're Brian from Coverville or TMS or whatever, but not yet.
1: We've got a guy up the road who is the nicest guy. I never talk about him because I I never know if it's okay to say his name on the air, but he has, like, a doppelganger dog of our, like, looks just like Ripley. Oh, really? Yeah nicest guy and he's been in here forever and whenever I pass him it's always a lovely conversation he listens to I don't know how many shows he listened to the instance for years anyway I forgot to mention he showed up uh, on Christmas with like a nice plate of homemade goodies oh yeah that's cool he's yeah. super nice I just don't know if I'm allowed to say his name because he lives so close I don't know. <laughs> maybe I am maybe I'm not he'll he'll write it until yeah. me. There
4: you go. anyway
1: there so you go. we got this from Luke who says regarding the guy who wrote in about the word fang uh, my guess is he was referring to your recent TMS episode that was titled TMS 2411 Paging Dr. Tang. Uh, texts are typically typed out on phones. Phones autocorrected. Tang to fang. Ipso facto, there you have it. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, okay, but if, but why would you uh, say what's with the tang?
3: Yeah, two 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 uh sticking points on this. Then you're saying, yeah, you know, what's with the tang, which you were about yeah, which you were saying is like well, that doesn't make any sense either. Makes confusing. less sense actually than fang. Uh also, tang is a word wouldn't really get autocorrected. corrected I don't think it would. Not just the not just the product name, but you know, oh that that uh a girl I kissed has a certain tang to her
1: uh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I see where you're headed. Why, why is that the uh, the first thing that came up I don't know. It? I'm going to type uh, out Tang. Yeah, right, it doesn't autocorrect if, uh, anything. It just does Tang. Tango yeah. and Tangerine are other options, but I don't get anything yeah. that corrects. Uh, let's Maybe try. he
3: meant uh, what's with the Tango and Cash. Maybe that's it. And it got, <laughs> it got autocorrected to Fang.
1: <laughs> well, then the answer is it's a great 80s. I think 80s. It's a great 80s yeah. movie. Go watch it. Yeah. Go. Oh yes. Sure. Uh, all
3: right. Oh, well, you guys, you destroyed my car. <laughs> oh, you,
1: you guys, dude. That movie, we did <laughs> film. We did film sack that, right? My memory. We film okay. sacked the right. crap out of that, and I don't know
3: that that. As far as like guilty pleasures, yeah. that's right up there with Hudson Hawk for me. there's yeah. something just dumb that I love about that movie, and it's yeah, I mean it's uh, rats in a maze, and it's uh. Uh, the dude with the massive jaw. Yeah, you it, you broke that jaw. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it also had it also felt like prototype buddy cop. What we were going to get from now on, type movies like a lot of yeah. buddy cop movies were based around that, or or it was just the prototypical. It one. was
3: yeah, it was. Just, I think it was prototypical. I mean, we'd gotten Lethal Weapon before that and a couple other ones, but still, it it cemented that buddy cop.
1: Yeah, like formula and took itself way less seriously then say even 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 with all the joking right. around and lethal weapon movies they they had they took themselves a little seriously sometimes right yeah yeah i like tango and cash because they're just like eff it we're blowing everything up we're having a blast it's all good let's go tango and cash worth your time everybody even in 2023 yeah yep. okay now Yes. As I just said, people often write in with helpful in- information. Sometimes they write or call in with weird things, and I don't know what to make of this call we got. So I'm gonna play it. Okay. And Brian's first hearing of this, he hasn't he hasn't been prepared here. Nope. Nope. Um, this is,
3: this is uh, good because I get to hear it uh, fresh. Blind. That's right. I get to hear it blind,
1: basically. Here it is. I got this via our phone number, our voicemail line eight zero one four seven one zero four six two, and this is what he said. All right.
3: <laughs> okay, now I see why you were uh, commenting about the noise I made when you called me on the, the Discord this morning. Okay. Yeah, all right. You were
1: doing your, your little music jo- uh, jam and yeah, it reminded exactly. me of that. So,
3: all right. So he's uh, the caller is creepily excited about a box of tartan tinies,
1: maybe? That's what it sounded like. Or, it, didn't, it sounded or, too, uh, too bassy to be like Tic Tacs is like more maybe, like a,
3: maybe uh but definitely one of those long flat boxes of candy and and hard candies in there could even be uh mike and ike's oh that's possible yeah or I, hot tamales
1: because uh, it was more of a box right not a tin it was like definitely I, a
3: box oh yeah it definitely wasn't a box or a bag or a tin
1: because i have a tin uh, here of unopened um what are these something called mints with a y i don't know my wife got me okay. these this mints, these must be a hint, <laughs> hint and a mint. Anyway, this is still in yeah, shrink wrap, so, exactly. but that doesn't sound the same. Let's play his again. No, hold no. hold on. That's uh, close.
3: Uh, could be a 10,
1: Just, so it could know. be Altoids, could be, but why? Why grunting and breathing weird and then shaking Altoids at the thing? What's the deal?
3: Let's, let's try the Altoids.
1: <laughs> Chat says junior mints. Joby junior mints they're so refreshing see there's the altoids oh that is okay hold on do more of that yeah you're yeah it's i feel like yours is closer yeah there's a little yeah. base to it let's see and it's hard with a phone call anyway because it's so tinny yeah. but uh yeah i don't know what now some as some are suggesting in the chat that was brian dunaway which is not yeah. so far-fetched you know brian's known for being a bit of a goofball sometimes and he used to call me all the time and leave me weird voicemails, <laughs> but he usually said who he was or didn't change his voice or tried to hide it. Um, let's see if I have one of those old things okay. and we'll compare it here. Okay. Here's where he called me and said stuff. This is back to see. This is 2014. Brian Dunaway. Here we go. All
5: right. My Manly Monkman is level 20. Scott Johnson.
1: Okay. <laughs> Don't know what that was. And then there was this one.
5: Ladies, this
1: is Brian. Just calling you, Brian Donaway. You remember me, right? All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wait, this something I forgot. Bye. Hey. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then this one. What I call that? I call that cheating. No, that's not it. Okay, well, I have another yeah. one somewhere where he's even weirder. But the point is, <laughs> he always announces himself. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't. Uh, uh, he doesn't disguise his
3: voice or just fail to to announce who he is. Yeah. So, I by the I, way, do you yeah. want to see why I have Altoids tins? So this is a. Still sealed in plastic Altoids tin right here. Yeah. Because I haven't taken it out and enjoyed the Altoids in it. Yeah. This is the one that I previously enjoyed all the Altoids from so that I could 3D print. Oh,
1: right. Switch card holder. It is. So was that uh, 3D file made for that exact tin? Yes. It was made for Altoids. Amazing.
3: So, like, you can, you know, just pull out your little.
1: Amazing. Have you been tempted to do the little toaster I've seen floating around the. You put the two little cartridges in, and it actually ejects the no. the cartridges. Yeah, it's a three. No, that's it it's like a three D print, but I don't know how you do the spring part. I don't know how you make them pop. Maybe it's just a a lever, and it's not fancy, or you know, I don't know. But yeah. but the one I saw is a three D printed little toaster. It fit two of them, and on one side you could flick the thing, and the thing would go chunk and stick out. And
3: really, it'll pop them up. That's yeah, kind of yeah. cool, actually. Yeah. But I mean, that's you know only two, only holds two. Then we've got the Mario brick.
1: Oh, I love this one, yeah. This is good.
3: And then you open it up and it's got your Switch games. Oh my gosh,
1: how many Switch games do you own that are physical? Uh, Well, it's six in there. Oh and, you have uh, more Switch games than I do. Well, I guess I have a lot of digital. You probably you have a lot of digital. Physical, uh, yeah.
3: Seven in here and probably like three or four still in the box. Oh my lord.
1: How many of those games have you finished?
3: Um... Most of them actually switch games are easy for me to finish because I can do those like sitting on the couch while Tina's watching some show or or while we're watching some show. I can actually finish. I do that. I mean, if it's, you know, Astroneer is one of them and, uh, Oh no, Astroneer is digital, but I'll never finish that because they keep adding new stuff to it. There's a whole new thing now with
1: Astroneer. So oh, yeah, like, I heard about that. I wanted to ask you if yeah. you tried it and I kept forgetting
3: it. I have not. I've gotten back into Astroneer, but because I bought it on Steam so that I could play it on the Steam Deck instead of the Switch, way better control system mm. with uh well, way better control system with keyboard and mouse, honestly, but um uh, so I'm back in on Steam, and I had to start over with new planets, so I'm only on the, the fourth planet uh, collecting all the stuff so I can... It's awesome. Uh, let's
1: see. Um, it's on sale right now, too. They must be... Oh, it's this Awakening update. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, let's see. What do they add here? Uh, I just, I'm trying to... You're making me want to whole play. whole new
3: quest line and, and all that stuff.
1: I might have to play.
3: You, I think you will, yeah, because I think you told me that you got... You got off the first planet, and then you
1: start playing something else. Yeah, I just got busy. I've been and I've had that game since early access, so it's just yeah, always you, sort you've of been, been there. Way, way longer than
3: I have. Yeah, but, um, but you're way further than I ever
1: got. <laughs> but I love the I love technically,
3: that game. Technically, I finished the game to the point that it was released when I finished it. But now mm. they've added two extra things. I've never built a uh, a rail system on any of my planets. They added that after I. After I finished, and, uh, and then there's this new thing where there's like a whole new being that you're helping. Um,
1: oh, helping with stuff in your in your planets. I like yeah, it. I like beings. Stuff. Beings are cool. Yeah. All right, I have to check out that update. That sounds awesome. I've been yeah. completely hooked on Hitman. The Hitman update they they added. So oh yeah, this is crazy. They took the first three games: Hitman one, two, and three. The one the, the 2016 game, the 2018 game, and the 2019 game. Whatever they were, I don't know how they're spread yep. out. And they mushed them all together. And if you already owned Hitman 3, then you just have it all. But they <clears throat> all of those games are now one game and it's called Hitman World of Assassination. <laughs> cool. And so all the campaigns are in there, all the extra content's in there, all that stuff. Right now it's like 38 bucks if you don't already own it, or it's on Game Pass, the entirety of it's for free on Game Pass. That's um, the way to do it. Yeah. Anyway, the they added a mode called Oh shoot, Freelancer? Yeah, Freelancer. Where you have your own safe house that you're trying to build out and you go do missions that are kind of randomish. Yeah. And you do these campaign missions, but there's no saving. And there's and if you fail, you you really did fail and you lose any items that you took with you, like any of the guns you unlocked, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's like really like higher stakes, which just makes it a very intense experience and it's addicting as hell. I am so that thing has its claws in me so bad. (laughs) It's really good. Anyway, that's cool.
3: I need to. I, I played the first one. I need to go back and play some more Hitman. Did you? Uh, it looks like you've started playing Dead Space. The brand is the brand new Dead Space. Yeah, right? the
1: Dead Space remake. So it's a it's a full it's a complete remake of the first game. Right. Okay. Um, and it's really good. Carter and I played it uh, on stream the other day, and we're gonna try to finish it either tonight or tomorrow. But we're super into it. It's really good. Like that's cool. It looks insane. It looks so good. It's just ah, cool. boggling my mind, but um, <laughs> they they really knocked it out of the park. Like I don't I like when remakes really go for it and don't just up-res a few things and say it's a remake or whatever.
4: Yeah,
1: I like it when they really go nuts and like really really remake it. And they did that here. They they added stuff. There's all kinds of quality of life improvements. The way the zero gravity stuff works is totally retooled. It's oh, cool. It's really really good. So you know,
3: speaking of things that look good, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a uh, a horrible admission right now. Go that uh, uh, I thought I'd been watching 4K for uh, eight months now, and I haven't been. I've Uh-oh. got a 4K Apple TV, and I've also got a 4K uh, uh, like <laughs> on the Amazon Fire TV. Right? Does 4K? Does HDR10? Whatever. Yeah. 10 plus. Yeah. So had all the pieces. Between those two items is the receiver that that does all of our audio for the seven two surround sound in our living room, yeah, and uh it wasn't until last night that we were watching the last of Us episode three, which is excellent, yeah that uh, I realized wait a minute this is this just doesn't look like four k. <laughs> and uh you everyone
1: i think there's so many people to do this i don't think you should feel bad it's
3: like you know i thought all right well it's just going to pass the signal through the receiver like Mm -hmm. basically the receiver is just a junction and not doing any processing or anything so it shouldn't matter but no apparently it doesn't matter you need a you need a freaking receiver that has 4k so what we're going to do is is um uh here's here's some fun technical uh uh, talk for all you people out there Mm gonna totally rewire things i don't have to replace the receiver thank god because i don't want to spend 300 dollars on a new receiver no. but uh no we're gonna have the it just means more wiring through the walls have the apple tv go into the tv and then the tv out audio into the receiver and never change anything on the receiver it'll always just be oh yeah
1: because uh, that's just an hdmi yeah. spec up uh uptick right that to get 4k exactly and that thing doesn't yeah. support it yeah yeah, yeah. that I. This I. I'll bet you more people run into this than you think because, as it turns out, all of those features minus a little resolution still look incredible, right? Yeah. So like, even yeah, it, 1080p. It was, it was
3: enough of an improvement that I thought, uh, I thought it was fine. But uh, then I started doing like, I was noticing when the credits came up, yeah, and I was wiping the tears from my eyes that uh, that <laughs> a purely black screen and then the text coming up that was like. Uh, a couple little artifacts that came up with lines connecting it to the side that we normally wouldn't see. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. It's like, if this is 4K, we should be, it should be looking a lot better.
1: So, yeah. <sighs> that must have been annoying yeah. though to realize it. You're like, wait a
3: minute. Oh, a little bit. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> no, now, now it kind of, it was partly, partly annoying. And now it's like, oh my God. So it's even going to look better than this? Cool.
1: Oh, yeah. No, that's that's a good point. Sure enough. I, that was my first concern when I first fired it up because I was like, I don't know if this is... How do I know any of this is really running at 4K? And so I had to figure out what yeah. the TV's... How the TV would tell me. So if I'm playing a 4K game at 120 frames, how do I actually know it's at 4K and not like right, 1440 right. or lower? And um, so I had that same thing, you know, when I first hooked it up. But I don't have any in-between hardware other than the consoles to mess yeah. around with that. So I think I was 4K from the get-go. Yeah. But was, yeah.
3: Yeah, you probably were.
1: But t- yeah. TVs today, man...
3: Oh, I know, and 4K is not, you know, there's 8K now. So it's like, so I was looking at receivers and saying, well, I'm not going to, if I'm going to buy a receiver, I'm not just going to get a 4K, I'll get one that does 8K so that when I eventually upgrade Mm -hmm. everything else, then...
1: um... By that time, 16K will be around the corner.
3: (laughs) It Totally will, yes. The
1: problem is with, uh, we're getting to, we are definitely to the point of diminished returns. As as your six months probably showed you that, you know, even now we're at diminished returns over 1080p. So it's like... 8K doesn't drive me. I'm not like <laughs> yeah, unless, right. you're not going to yeah. say,
3: "Ooh, it's going to look more realer if I get a <laughs> an like, 8K TV." At some yeah.
1: point my eyes aren't going to be able to tell the difference. The content being produced isn't going to take advantage. Like there's all that yeah. stuff. But at some point, like it's like when someone tells you this this thing supports 184 million colors. Right, yeah, the right. human eye can recognize sixty-four thousand. What are you doing? Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, I can only recognize two fifty-six. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, you're VGA, you're VGA, Brian. I'm
3: VGA, Scott. That's yeah. my problem.
1: He's VGA, Ibit. We called him back in the day. Right. Uh, better than CGA, Ibit. That was before. Anyway,
3: that. so that's that's a fun thing. Yeah, I already do have the high-speed HDMI cables. I've got the the 4K cables, so they'll they'll support that. But. Yeah, no, it's, uh, that's funny to this afternoon, probably be a little bit of rewiring and then we'll watch uh tar probably not tonight trivia tonight, but tomorrow night we'll watch tar in, in the highest 4k resolution that my devices will support and Kate Blanchett will just look amazing.
1: Yeah, you know, what you should do, you should watch tar and then Birdman with uh, Michael Keaton. And the reason you do that is that way you can say I watched tar and feather. Oh wow! Do you see what I did there? Did you you see how droll? Yeah, very droll. All right, moving on. (laughs) Let's uh, let's get to uh, some quality uh, uh, journalistic uh, pressure here on the show. So enjoy this. In the news is sponsored by. You'll find quality in our corner. It's time for the news, and it's brought to you by
3: the truth that there should never be a long dark hair in your bottle of ibuprofen.
1: Oh yeah, that's true. So two things. Oh, that reminds me. So two pharmaceutical things. One. Big long dark hair in the ibuprofen. Brand new bottle. Not not one that okay. where somebody's hair fell in it, although no right. one has and long Kim black hair. Kim doesn't
3: have long black hair anymore either.
1: Like no. she's got short purple hair. Well, in fact, right now she's she's doing the Carter shave thing, so she's down to Oh like really. Oh cool. Zippo. Oh. So I knew it wasn't her. I knew it wasn't Carter. The dogs don't have hair like this. And the sure. thing wasn't open. It was still sealed. So somebody at the freaking ibuprofen uh, kirkland brand factory manufacturing <laughs> let their big ass hair fall in there i know it makes me nervous not to i kind of think i may take it back to him. i don't want to Oh, get, I, really part of the reason i just why i just listened to an eight-part documentary on the tylenol killings in the 80s and I, i'm not saying it's poison i'm just saying <laughs> all that talk about how these are impenetrable now whatever yeah, there's a freaking yeah. hair in there now lame see that's
3: uh, normally hair in my food yeah i'd be i'd you know i would absolutely be taking back hair and ibuprofen like all little individual pills that won't
1: it's probably fine like you say anything. i yeah. agree with you it's like it's but not still, gonna be anything i just feel weird have, about it
3: that is my thing is like oh god there's hair in my food i just can't
1: go any further
3: it feels Thank like a, it feels like a security breach you know it is, I yes, I don't like it. People should just do what I do: shave uh, your head and your entire body. I'm smooth <laughs> like a
1: dolphin. That's right. Then send all that hair to your friend who works at the ibuprofen plant. Um,
3: <laughs> just dump this in your random bottle.
1: That's right. Uh, then the other thing that happened is I opened a bottle of vitamins, and did so in a way, such a way that they went, they exploded and went everywhere. Oh no! Did you have to?
3: Were you picking up little dinos and Barney Rubbles? Uh,
1: for <laughs> whiz for. I wish they were worse because they were uh, these ones that are the same color as the wood flooring I have. (laughs) Oh, no. Ish, sort of. Yeah, so they're just a little hard to see. So I had to go and all of them came out. It's not like it's just a few. Like, they all went everywhere. So I spent way too much time picking those up. So, yeah, good times here at the Johnson House. Um, All right, let's get to the news. Here is a story (laughs) for you. Buzz Aldrin, uh, dude what was on the moon once, uh, known for uh, punching uh moon deniers moon landing deniers
3: that's oh really great. oh that's awesome yeah that it's it.
1: a great old video someone in the chat will probably put it in there but somebody was going sir how why are you per- perpetrating the the lie that is the moon or something like that he just hauled <laughs> off and punched him
3: oh i love it
1: it was like 80 like, he was yeah
3: i about. spent all this time prepping and training and going into space and putting all the strain on my body for you to say it was all fake all right yeah yep.
1: I- there it is, oh, Tally there, found it. There it
3: is right there. Thanks, yeah.
1: Tally. He full on decks him just like a quick punch. And he was in his I think eighties then. Nice. Um, Good. Now he's in his nineties. Yeah, uh yeah, for he has
3: zero Fs left.
1: That's right. That's none great. none left. Yeah. Uh he is ninety-three years old, same age as uh um oh geez, who's the uh, uh tan t- Royal Tannenbaum himself. Why can't they give it Oh, name? Gene Hackman? Gene Hackman also twenty three or ninety three this week.
3: 93, huh.
1: Uh, anyway, the the astronaut uh, celebrated his 93rd birthday, and uh, is getting married as a result to a 60 something year old. So he's rocking, the, robbing the cradle there a little bit.
3: <laughs> robbing the 60 year old cradle.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Says uh, his his quote was, "We're as excited as eloping teens." Aww. Which tells me, well, it tells me things. Anyway, uh, on my 93rd birthday, uh, that's a weird. Uh, that's a weird. <laughs>
3: That's a weird. That's a weird. So actually got married on his birthday?
1: Yeah, it says, On his 93rd birthday and the day I will be honored uh, by living legends of aviation, I am pleased to announce that my longtime love, Dr. Annika Fowler, and I have tied the knot, he wrote. Uh, we were joined in holy matrimony in a small private ceremony in Los Angeles, California, and are excited as eloping teenagers. Accompanying this tweet were the photographs from the couple's intimate ceremony. Mm. Mm mm-hmm, mm.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd be I'd be a little bummed, Enkifauer, uh, because uh, like I said earlier, he's got zero F's left. Yeah,
1: he's done. He doesn't care. <laughs> the guy, the guy moves like Jagger. He's doing just fine, but he's yeah. I wouldn't mess with him.
3: Actually, yeah, uh, no, he's like he's got uh, he does give off a not crazy old man, but like a uh, a hair trigger. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah no
3: like like you don't f with him yeah basically. he's a proud he's, yeah. a
1: proud man uh yes not not uh yeah, no mate, don't mess with him here's here's that yeah. video uh chat if you haven't pulled it up yourselves here he is and he's talking to this guy and then he goes hauls off wham right there in the beak wow. yeah then walked away i mean look <laughs> i i would be tempted to, i mean especially at that age like f you dude yeah oh yeah Heck yeah. oh you don't think i went to the moon Me. Uh, anyway, what was the point? Oh, so they got married. He got married. He got uh, the she. Had, she wore a bridal gown adorned with rhinestones. Oh. Yeah, little uh, Dolly Parton, uh, just, uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone business going on there.
3: <laughs> so, so she got married to a dress that uh, definitely should not be singing. Mm-hmm. Is oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. yeah. Oh my uh, gosh, dude! We had this question for trivia last week, and we guessed Buzz Aldrin because you and I hadn't done this news story yet, but we did get it right. Oh, was that the question? Was who got? Yeah, it was who? Which? What astronaut uh, just announced their marriage to a, a woman thirty years their junior?
1: Oh, nice job! Because he's like yeah. the last one. There are no other Buzz Aldrin era astronauts. No, I, I don't think, think.
3: Right? I guess not. Right? All of the people from uh, the Apollo Eleven crowd,
1: especially. I mean, what is he? Yeah, 93. So there's no... Yeah, he's yeah. got to be one of the only yeah. ones, if not the only one left. Yeah. OG. Yeah. Oh, the, the OG. The OG. Don't mess with him. Uh, here's a... Oh, stay in space for a minute. Okay. Uh, All right. Good. I didn't mean for these... Or, uh, to I be was there, order. so I'll stay. Oh, okay. Good. Earth's inner core may have started spinning the other direction. What? Oh, boy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Check your toilets. <laughs> to throw back to a, other dumb topic we Coralous talked about
3: coriolis effect everybody coriolis <laughs> effect
1: uh according to a new study earth's inner core a hot iron ball the size of pluto has stopped spinning in the same direction as the rest of the planet and might even be rotating the other way according to a, a uh, some research suggested on monday i hope That's i'm a, not hillary hillary swank says she can fix it By the oh way. thank the lord has got this that'd yeah. be great that or can we can we get uh <laughs> With the original Superman back, he can fly around the world. The oh, other way, oh sure,
3: yeah, reeve yeah, Christopher Reeves, Christopher
1: Reeves, yeah. he could do it. um yeah. And Bobby, if we're usurping your story today, I apologize. I don't know if we are or not. Oh, um, anyway, I just
3: heard him. I just heard him fly over me, going, "Damn it, damn it!"
1: <laughs> <laughs> Says exactly how the inner core rotates has been a matter of debate uh between scientists, and the latest research is expected to prove controversial. Uh, by the way, this is roughly 3,100 miles below the Earth's surface, the planet within the planet. It's just like a little That's metal, really wild, little but but uh, Pluto-sized ball in there.
3: Yeah, that it's like, you know, not not connected with anything but uh, uh, magma. Yeah,
1: magma. Magma. Part of the reason it's controversial is because we have limited ways of measuring it. Um, so here's what they say, what we, what little we know about the inner core comes from the measuring of tiny differences in seismic waves created by earthquakes and sometimes, uh, explosions that you could call nuclear. That's how big they are, uh, as they pass through the middle of the earth, seeking to track the inner core's movements, new research published by the journal nature, geoscience, analyzed seismic waves and, uh, or from repeating earthquakes over the last six decades. Wow. Uh, according to the study's author, this is from Zhen Dong Song and Yi Yang of China's Peking University. Oh, I love Peking University's uh, orange chicken.
3: <laughs> you have to order it a couple hours in advance, though.
1: Always, yeah. yeah. They don't deliver either. Yeah. Kind of sucks. No, no. Uh, they found that the inner core's rotation came to a near halt around 2009, and then it turned in an opposite wow. direction. Wow. Like, yep, that's pretty crazy. So you now know, there's
3: core is spinning in its grave. Yep, basically. Yep.
1: <laughs> and now the science community around this stuff is scrambling to try to, uh, confirm that, you know, back it up and then talk about it and debate it and all that. I yeah. love this kind of stuff. I just, I just finished I too. Yeah. It, It'd probably be my recommendal. So maybe I shouldn't bring it up. Oh, well, you know what? I'll just do it. Cause I have another thing I can recommend. Okay. Um, I watched our universe. I talked about this a bit with oh, uh, yeah. uh, already, uh-huh. but with, uh, Morgan Freeman doing the thing. It's on Netflix. It's fantastic. And um, as mentioned before, it's like they go crazy with like this whole idea of we're down here talking about a monkey and its mother. But then we're going to zoom all the way out to the cosmos and talk about some parallels about how the sun was created (laughs) and all this. And then back to the monkey and then out to space and then back to the monkey. And it sounds weird, but it works really well. It's really fantastic. Anyway, um, I've had this stuff on my mind. They'd have a heyday on that show about, our inner core moving the other way, you know?
3: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I imagine, I imagine there will be a documentary series, uh, um, about this, you know, kind of explaining what's going on. Although, you know, it seems like there would have been one with the, uh, with the core coming to a halt around 2009.
1: Mm. Yeah. You'd think, right? Yeah. I guess they didn't know it until they looked at these measurements now, but what if that was, well, if it was catastrophic, we'd know it, we'd all be dead or whatever, but yeah, um, I'm trying to think what happened in 2009 that would have,
3: I was just going to say like, we almost need a Twitter joke train of like, what happened in 2009 that caused the core to just
1: stop, uh, avatar in 3d, um, uh, star Trek. Gosh. Oh, I know Spock messing around with red matter in star Trek. Oh, uh... that
3: was that one. Oh mm-hmm. gosh. Okay.
1: There's sure. You, there's your problem. Uh, no, uh-huh. Obama had already been in a year. He doesn't count. So it wasn't a presidency thing. Thanks, Obama. Yeah, Yeah. thanks, Obama. Another thing to thank him for. Uh, I can't. 09 was not. I mean, he was he wasn't
3: president until January of 2009. He was elected in 2008, but he didn't start
1: the job until January. That's a good point. Yeah. Until January. Yeah. yeah. Uh, That's a good point. Um, Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Nothing. No, nine's a little non. uh, uh, Well, it was the year I started. Oh, I know. That was the year I quit my job and started Frog Pants full time.
3: Oh, look at that. That was it. There you go. See? There it is right there. That was... Oh,
1: and it was also the first Nerdtacular Brian went to.
3: Oh! Oh! Was it really? Yeah. Wait, 2009 was? Oh, yeah, wow. Tr-
1: Star Trek, I think. Right? Isn't that the first theater when you came to? Uh, Pretty sure it was, because... Oh, Batman. Wait. Oh, Batman, were you there in 08? Oh, okay. I was there at Dark Knight, yeah. Never mind. That wasn't it then. I did it not.
3: It was not there for Spider-Man 3.
1: Yeah, that was 07. Yeah. No, wait. Yeah. It was 07. We tried yeah. to do... What a weird year. We tried to do uh, uh, Transformers that year. Yeah. But we missed the dates on it. So we were like, what's coming up? Oh, Spider-Man 3. That last one was awesome. This will be a (laughs) no-brainer.
3: It it could only get better from 2 because it was 2 was so good. And now we've got 11 villains in this one.
1: (laughs) Yeah. How can they go wrong? I have a list of how they went wrong. Right. Uh, The Black Eyed Peas, uh, they're, they're in the news. You it's like really, music, Brian? You're into music.
3: I'm into music, but I that does not uh, have any connection to the Black Eyed Peas.
1: Well, that's a shame. <laughs> Here's... They're going
3: to be so. There's something coming up tomorrow night that is uh, they're they're doing all the Schoolhouse Rock songs live, Around I about live, but like it's going to be a uh, an ABC special where they have new people sing them, like Jason Biggs is doing. I'm just a Bill. Dressed up as a Bill. Jason Biggs. Jason Biggs and the black eyed peas are gonna do something and Who's Jay- uh, Wait,
1: Jason Biggs the actor that was in Saving Silverman? Jason Biggs, yeah, Jason
3: Biggs the actor that was in American pie that oh, was in a pie. That's <laughs> weird. Okay. I didn't know he yeah. sang. Is that a thing we should know? I mean, it's a it's the I'm just a Bill song. Very little <laughs> singing is Bill. required for that sort of thing.
1: That's a weird one though. Yeah. But uh I don't know why that's so funny to me, but, but
3: it's so weird like uh uh Femster, what's her first name? Fortune Femster is going to be unpacking adjectives. Uh, <laughs> it's a weird... I want to say the Black Eyed Peas are doing verb. That's what's happening, but I'm not sure. I thought I remember saying that, but it's like...
1: I kind of want to watch this, but I kind of feel like it's going to be a train wreck. And uh, I expect bigger names than Jason Biggs and the Black Eyed, right, Eyed Peas. Right, and the
3: Black Eyed and. and Two thirds or three fourths of the black eyed peas. I didn't see no mention of Fergie. This is really just going to be de app and taboo. Uh, getting together to sing <laughs> verb.
1: That's what's happening. Well, every time she <laughs> so, turns around, men look her up and down. How's it go? I forget. I don't know. That's the only oh, Fergie I would, thing. Why don't you know. come every time you come around my London My fairy lady humps. No, that's not it. <laughs> Way
3: to way to combine two horrible songs into uh, one Voltron uh, terrible song.
1: Yeah, well, you got to fight the big moth or whatever creature, so we got to come together. Uh, Well, speaking of my humps, uh, the song. uh, Let's see, ripped off by pooping unicorn toy, uh, according to a lawsuit. So there's this pooping unicorn toy that stole the my humps tune. Really? And now they're suing. That's the state of things for the black eyed peas
3: oh yeah this is the one that you put on a toilet and it actually drops a poop in the toilet like a little i think so oh i want this thing but it's yeah i kind of
1: want one too they're expensive though 100 to 300 dollars no kidding Jeez. uh anyway so it says this if the toy tweaks the lyrics of a popular song is it simply exploiting the market for that song without contributing anything to the cultural discourse that is the big question They'll have to answer sooner or later with the submitted uh, legal stuff to the federal judge of the Southern District of New York. After BGM or BMG Rights Management filed the lawsuit <laughs> on Thursday, <laughs> BGM. That's kind of funny. Well, even BMG. Yeah, BMG. <laughs> where you got? Where, where you going, yo? I gotta do a BMG. That's what I said. My unicorn's got to do a BMG. That's right. Uh, let's see the manufacturer of Poopsie Slime surprise collectible toy. Poopsie oh. slime. Yeah. Poopsie slime. Surprise is the part I don't like. Anyway, uh, it's a brand of slime pooping unicorn that currently retails for up to 300 bucks on Amazon. In addition to pooping slime, the toy also dances uh, to a song called My Poops. Oh, Whenever geez. its heart-shaped belly button is pressed, the manufacturer MGA Entertainment has also produced an animation video in which the unicorns dance to the same song. Uh, according to the record label's uh, lawyers, they are alleging that My Poops infringes on the Black Eyed Pea Surprise 22005 <laughs> single hit. I love the surprise hit part. Surprise <laughs> is a great word. Uh, yeah. My Humps, 75% of those publishing rights belong to BMG thanks to a corporate acquisition. Anyway, the suit claims and uh, a review of the song, song's uh, genius uh annotation confirms that the two compositions bear a strong rep- uh res- uh resemblance my guess is they settle and they <laughs> pull it yeah resentment <laughs> a Strong resentment. definitely has job. a common resentment i'd play the i'd play one or the other except i know i'd get pulled for this but
3: yeah bmg might have an issue i gave you a i gave you a video but
1: uh oh you did okay you know what yeah. i'll pause it for youtube sorry youtube hang on we'll be back okay so it's paused for you too yeah you
3: know what it should be
1: protected or parody you're you're totally right the Durag. I oh it should that be. That be it absolutely should yeah. be but freaking oh you mean for the law lo- for the lawsuit yeah i agree for the lawsuit yeah yeah i agree i should be but they're making money from it that's where things get weird oh, um sure. but I'll, you could argue a lot of parody makes money i mean so.
3: we all yankovic made money
1: yeah <laughs> and me me butchering their songs that's parody <laughs> and right, and exactly. we we have Patreon. Like I don't know how the I don't know where the line is. Anyway, here's uh, here's some of it. Oh, is it a plane yeah. for. Okay, we're right. around. All right, so all right. It's a-
4: Poopsie slime surprise. My poops, my poops, my poops. What you gonna do with all that poop All
1: that poop? Yeah. They 100% stole it. Or well, or, yeah, or at sure. the very least are doing a parody of it. But
3: Drenched Wildfire is absolutely correct and that it should have been Lovely Lady Dumps. Yeah, Lovely of- Lady Dumps! My dumps, my dumps, my lovely lady unicorn dumps. That's
1: amazing. 100% should hire you. You should work for the marketing company or whoever makes this dumb thing. <laughs> what you going to do with all that dung? All that dung coming out of my bung. My bung. B-U-N-G. My favorite. Yes. It's my favorite. Uh... <laughs> Finally, here's a story I really like. Um, it's a it's a nice, sweet thing. All right. Oh, we don't... good, because we need it after uh, after this. Back to space, it looks like. Yeah, we're back. To... I did not mean to do this, but back to space. Uh, Mark Mars craters and cracks create an adorable image of a teddy bear. Uh, they got Aww. some uh, some imagery here, and you won't believe how cool this is. Look at this it's, link here. It's the biggest hidden Mickey ever. Yeah, yeah. Now, normally, someone the of the, you know back. Oh, in the... look at that! I know oh, That is super. Hilarious. It's super adorable. Here's the thing obviously stuff makes you know we're 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 built to recognize yeah, patterns is, uh, and so right. there's that old face on Mars that looked like a head but now that we have higher resolution shots right. of it all those conspiracy theories got dashed cuz it's nothing like what we thought it looked like <laughs> but this straight up looks like a little bear
3: It does looks like I mean especially the snout right I mean the two dots for the eyes kind of uh, perfectly uh, relatively perfectly placed yeah. But uh needs ears though yeah.
1: Got to put your it ears doesn't on your. It does need bank. ears, yeah. Yeah, what kind so. of bear has no ears? Come on now, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, I love it. Wow, it's one of my favorite stories of the year. I think it's it's a god awful small affair, is what it is. One point two miles wide that uh, space, by wow. the way, and uh, it's hard to say what created like the almost a perfect circle of 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 cracks. You know? Yeah. Right. Like that's right. that's it looks unusual.
3: Like like a meteor would have to kind of skitter along the side and then another one would have to skitter along the other side. Like it's uh
1: Oh, here it is. They try to explain it. They say, uh, the circle encompassing the bear's head is actually a surface fracture that could have been caused by the settling of a deposit over a buried, imp- uh, impact crater. Uh, the, Im- the eyes were formed by two small, uh, two, two more craters, smaller, smaller craters. Okay. The most prominent feature of the bear's snout appears to be some kind of collapsed structure uh, oh, or perhaps sure. some kind of volcanic vent with lava or mud flows yeah it looks like it like poofed up and then went bleh but you know humans we see a bear that's what we do yeah I'm no kidding yeah, even a nice sweet bear alright well that was my <laughs> that was amazing I loved it Aww, yeah. uh, thank you NASA now for that
3: now like every time uh, Bobby like oh they just took one of mine alright I've got this other one. Oh, dang it they just took my other one alright well I've got this third one dang it they yeah. took the bear on Mars story yep every so. time Oh, uh, he's uh, come on and talk about making a volcano with baking soda. <laughs> <and whatever.
1: laughs> I would love it if it all came down to that. Like that's all he had left. That's <laughs> all I got left, guys. It's all I got left. Oh, I would laugh my head off. Um, real quick, apologies. I guess, but as I'm doing this, the video playing to the side on the on the CBS oh. News site is these. There's really sad protests for the stuff going on in um, uh, Nashville, and oh. it, it's just a crappy ducks juxtaposition next to this cute bear, i was but.
3: hoping it was still a pooping unicorn the poopy unicorn brats dancers yeah
1: that would have been better i mean not not that that isn't important it's just a bad contrast well, so no
3: no yes exactly like yeah, we're, we're yeah. sitting there laughing about a bear on mars it's much funnier to have pooping unicorns than uh, protests indeed sure.
1: i guess it does though remind us that there is a we have a cosmic reality we don't think about very much you yep. pull the camera right. out a little bit and go oh All of our petty, shitty, stupid stuff we do to each other on this planet, pretty small compared to, like, you know, a massive bear on Mars.
3: For sure. (laughs) Uh,
1: All right. We are going to... uh, Oh, were they showing the actual beating? I didn't even notice. I apologize, Jack. Oh, no, really? I didn't see it. I didn't look.
3: I I, I still haven't seen the video. I've seen descriptions of it, which I think are... are, They give me enough of the... uh, of, Of what I, you know...
1: I saw part the, of the, the other day. I had to turn it off because it was so bad. It's just like yeah, so brutal. And then I saw one today where this guy, it was, I couldn't tell where they were. They were inside of some sort of store. Yep. And the cop said, get down, put your hands on your head, get on your knees. And he did exactly what they told him. Yep. And they walked over and just beat the shit out of this Jeez, guy. Just really? clocked him. I'm like, okay, this story uh, about just comply. Yeah. That didn't seem to work for... You know, Junior Mc whoever was in there, and I don't know cool. what he did. Did that guy shoot at them? He didn't look like it. Oh, he, really? He? Oh, they said get on your knees, put your hands above your head, and then came over and clocked him. I don't get it. Huh. I don't know if I buy that wow. shooting thing maybe they did yeah. uh, maybe I don't know the whole story but the point is uh, we gotta we gotta do better um, let's take a break when we come back Bill will be here talking a little bit of uh, the maker world always love that and then of course Bobby uh, who has no stories left because we usurped him on all topics <laughs> usurped usurped yep, you have been usurped but we have not usurped Brian on his song selection so tell us what you picked
3: I have picked, uh, listen, we've talked about bedroom pop, we've talked about shoegaze pop, we've talked about, uh, obviously, uh, J-pop, K-pop, all those other letter pops. Um, what we haven't talked about yet is outlaw pop, and, and you might be thinking, well, we just talked about Pez Outlaws, and that's the same thing. Well, no, it's not. It has nothing to do with that. and why did you even bring that up, Brian? But mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you about uh, a new artist named Devorah. She's got a brand new EP called God is Dead. This is the title track from that. This is Outlaw Pop. It's kind of got a little bit of a, pardon pardon me, Iceworm, a little bit of a garbage feel to it. Oh, don't uh, get him too
1: excited. You know, he'll get well, very excited.
3: It's it's the, I'm setting him up to to, you know. To really uh, have anticipation of this because he loves garbage so much that nothing that I compare that to will ever be as good as garbage. But mm. it's like if uh, Lana Del Rey uh, replaced Shirley Manson in garbage, maybe. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Anyway, here's the song uh, God is Dead from Devorah.
6: À moi.
5: the of MLB playoffs are near and you know what that means Alex
0: yep Flippin' bats will be staying up late and having all the fun
2: from breaking down the most important stories and games nobody's done what he's doing nobody not even babe Ruth
0: to interviewing baseball's biggest stars I felt like I was pitching
3: more stress I was trying to be so perfect no one covers America's pastime like us.
0: So as we sprint towards this year's World Series on Fox, please make sure to listen, follow, and subscribe to Flippin' Baths with Ben Verlander and me, Alex Curry. Baseball
2: is fun, and so are we. We're going to have fun, dang it. We'll talk to you soon.
3: Crunch. Quench. Meet the great American quencher, Lipton Iced Tea. It has more quench because it has more brisk flavor than other iced teas. Why the Lipton Blend
1: and the flow-through teabag.
2: Are you going to step down or eat dirt? The Morning Stream. Stop eating my sesame cake.
1: We've returned. Tell me more about the garbage-sounding people. (laughs) Sure, that was uh,
3: Devora from her brand new EP called "God Is Dead." That is the title track.
1: Oh, nice, John C. Devora doing John great C. work. John C.
3: Devora, she, uh, you <clears throat> know, she knows how to use a uh, soundboard, so she'll come and teach us how to do it. <laughs>
1: Those guys, so Those funny because it was like 2011, but we still bring it up. I love it. Silly podcasters. Yep. What do they know? Um soundboard. Let's see. It's Bill time, right? Yeah.
3: It is Bill time. Yes. I was like, "Who am I doing now?
1: Oh, that's right, Bill. (laughs) Let's get Bill in here. Let's talk about makers and making and the making of things right here, right now. Your bat cave's open there, Bill. Bill Duran joins us at PunishProps.com, located in the Pacific Northwest, and servicing the world with fantastic new creative ideas. And he comes on the show on Tuesdays and talks about some of those. Bill, welcome back. Hello, hello. Dude, I feel like you were just here. I don't know what happened last week. Last week was a blur. Yeah, yeah. Time um, is time means nothing. Just go on.
5: Yeah, you're telling me. It's yeah. almost February. I, it's almost time for me to go to jury duty. So, oh, <laughs> fun! I really? To.
1: Yeah. Are you? Uh, are what? Tall? Tell us more. Uh, are you gonna? Are you gonna do one of those tricks where people go in and you know they say, uh, "Is there any reason why you but whatever?" And you go, oh, "I shit myself just now," or whatever it is. That's a wedding.
3: That's a wedding. Oh, that's God. a wedding. That's reason, yeah. Why? <laughs> no, I'm not be married. Is. Uh... <laughs>
5: I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do my civic duty, uh, but I'm going to complain about it the entire time. (laughs) Yeah, sure.
1: (laughs) Nice. Um, Well, look, Seattle uh, needs you. Okay, Uh, wherever you're doing it, I don't actually know, but your great Mm -hmm. state needs you, and so so you you'll do your duty, and then you'll let us know back how it went. Yeah, and I hope you don't. I'm basically
5: like Batman, right? Yeah, you're like Batman. When I show up in a Batman costume, they'll understand why. That's right.
1: Uh, what would your right. signal be, by the way, for Punish Props? <laughs> if uh, they put a big signal in the sky, what would it be? It would, would be a,
5: a, the outline of a flow, foam floor mat. Perfect.
3: I don't know what the symbol would be,
1: but it would be made out of resin. Yeah, yeah. and it would be square, just a big square in the sky. That's right. Fantastic. Yes. Uh, well, Bill, uh, having you here is always a good time, and uh, I like the creative flow of it. So what did you bring today?
5: Oh, this is fun. This, is, this touches everything I like have you guys ever watched any video game console restoration
1: videos? I have in future? fact done that because, oh, um, really? video yeah, game console restoration. We had, we yeah. had some discussion on, on play retro about this and I can't remember what the console, I think it was an old gen, an old dirtied up Genesis gen one Genesis that somebody had to clean out and do. And it was weirdly satisfying watching that.
5: Oh yeah. Yeah. So this, this is a, the restorations on YouTube are a big thing. Cars. What else? Uh, tools i really like tool restorations um matchbox car restoration i think i have brought that up before video game consoles cars tools uh old old toys Mm -hmm. like um tonka trucks really satisfying to see those get redone uh but yeah there's a whole section if you go over to youtube and look up your favorite console with the word restoration you will find several options for that specific console uh And the uh, Nintendo consoles are very popular. A lot of uh, NES, uh, Super Nintendo, Game Boy, N64, that sort of thing. But you'll find pretty much any... Any console that you had growing up, someone has found a crusty old version of it and fixed it up.
3: Yeah, it's like a version that was buried along with all those ET cartridges in the yes. Mexico desert. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're not wrong. Like, this Genesis one I'm looking at right now and showing the chat is so gross. Like, where did this, uh, where did they keep this damn thing? And also, look at how industrial this dude's gloves are. Like, I know, is. yeah,
3: like the, the way he's holding it with the gloves, it's like, was that in shit?
5: yeah yeah so So i wonder i've seen um i saw i watched a different video someone was pointing out that sometimes people will do a restoration video where the thing they are restoring uh has been artificially made to look much worse mm. Uh, i guess uh, gun restoration videos are a thing and this is something that, that people do sometimes so i don't know sometimes i see someone with like video game console that looked like they pulled it out of a um a honey bucket <laughs> yeah uh, but then they clean it and it looks all pretty so the more dramatic the change the more the more exciting it is i guess i
3: feel and i feel like this video this sega one that, that scott's showing i feel like uh maybe he's got the camera too close to what he's doing like he's a could little probably bit. yeah 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 he could afford to pull it back maybe <laughs> a, a
1: foot yeah a little, a little bit. bit i know people want to get detail which i guess some of this yeah is sure it's fun, but uh, yeah, I don't. I, I, I'm i trying to think. I have a, an old 2600 that looks like this, that's this beat up, um, that wasn't mine. I got it at a garage sale, and my intent was to do this very thing to go through it and not make it work, but just pretty it up. But part of me wants to have like, I kind of want to mount the nasty ass thing, you know, because mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, it's from the 70s. I swore. <laughs> yeah, I want to mount the nasty ass thing, <laughs> uh, but I, but I don't know if I've got it in me. Like, I don't know. You people with, like, I love video games that make me do this. One of my favorite chorecore games, a game called Electrician Simulator. Ooh. And you take old electronics that are sent to you and you got to make them work again. But part of it is you got to clean them and you got to dig stuff out and like clean out contacts and replace parts and buy new parts and all that. So you, I, I've done this pro- process in a very digital way before, but telling me I got to do this with a real physical thing, it just sounds like a headache. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I can do it. But Bill could do it because Bill loves it. Bill could so. do Bill it, could yes,
5: yeah, for sure. Um, when I was uh, reminded that um, I haven't purchased an old uh, system, we have a couple. Brittany had a um, her old Game Boy that she found at her her mom's house, and it didn't need a ton of work, but she did clean it up a little bit and got it working again. Oh, uh, nice. Although. We did once buy a Nerf blaster from a Goodwill that someone decided to load with gummy bears before, <laughs> before uh, giving it to the Goodwill. So that was a fun little little find, and that was one that we had to clean up.
1: Oh my gosh, uh, wait! How did they do that? They just filled it full of them, like just
5: yeah. It was a child who decided to try and fire gummy bears out of their Nerf blaster, and
1: <laughs>
5: they didn't come out because they don't come out.
1: Wow, uh, so that's we a, found that. Up, that's so. amazing. If you if you ever did if if that kid's listening and you ever did find something that will shoot gummy bears, let us know what it was. Oh yeah, cool. right.
5: It's very so that's that can be a part of the experience with the, these console restorations too. Finding all sorts of fun stuff in them. Um, one of the oh sorry,
3: watching him actually like clean even the the pcb with alcohol yeah. and spray and stuff like that that's crazy i'm wow, sure really i'm sure the,
1: the the yeah. you got to use like distilled water and there's like all kinds yeah. of tricks mm-hmm. to that right yeah. yeah yeah stuff that
3: won't corrode
1: or De-
5: uh, you know. denatured alcohol will do it Yeah. Uh-huh lots of good stuff. One of the things that's really common, especially with the Nintendo consoles, they all were all made out of that injection molded gray ABS plastic, and if they were sitting near a window, they get that yellowing. Yeah. <laughs> so a, a lot of the ones you see have a ton of yellowing, and they figured out a way to handle that. So you'll see these guys put the... They'll strip all the electronics out, and they'll put the yellowed plastic in a, a bucket with think hydrogen peroxide and then UV lights. Yeah. I, I believe that's the mixture. It may not be exactly what they do, but... Um, you can actually remove that yellowing. It's kind of bananas. Totally. And get it back to an almost completely new state.
1: Interesting. So uh, I had a friend. He and I both had NESs and we'd go to each other's house to play a couple of years into owning them. His was yellow as hell and mine wasn't. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, is it by, you know, I thought it was light or something. His dad was like a chain smoker. And it was it was freaking cigarette smoke, man. Wow. He had the yellowest, wow. nastiest Ugh. thing. I bet it might be easier in the long term. But maybe it's easier to clean that or fix that than it would be light, uh, you know, light damage or whatever. But okay. it was when I he told me that I was like, well, I'm not playing at your house, and I knew he smoked you could smell it over there. Yeah, but I want to go. I don't want to get second secondhand hit on your disgusting no. yellow NES. No, yeah. Yeah, it's gross. It's freaking gross. Anyway. I'm looking at an oh. NES one now. Boy, they do get ugly when they're dirty.
5: Yeah, they do. Woo. Yeah. But, I mean, again, it makes the transformation even more uh, dramatic. Yeah. yeah. For let's sure. So like one of the me. other cool things, too, is there is now a, a secondary market for replacement parts for these consoles. Um, so, if, again, if you look up your favorite, let's say, Game Boy, specific even, really, really specific like uh, Game Boy Color or whatever, You can find stores that will sell all the parts, probably enough parts to just build your own. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But you can get all the different replacement electronics, the buttons, screens, speakers, all sorts of stuff. So, for example, Brittany's Game Boy had a scratched up screen. Mm -hmm. uh, And we were able to polish it and it looks okay. But if we wanted to, we could just replace the screen cover. Or the entire, the, the, the LCD screen as well. But the Mm. screen cover is the thing that was all scratched up. You can just peel the old one off, get a brand new one, stick it right on there.
1: Yeah. Also very popular is if you get a Game Boy that's just, you know, not working and and you're not trying for accuracy or creating a whole new game, you know, making it back to its original form, people are gutting those, replacing buttons, replacing screen, but using the Mm -hmm. shell to put like a Raspberry Pi in there and have... You know, kind of the ultimate every game's on here sort of little oh, yeah. emulation device, yeah. which is way for me way more interesting because getting it in working original shape. I'm never going to play it like I'm not that right. interested right. in right. that, but I would I would if it had 4000 Game Boy games.
5: Right, on it. right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we have um, we have that Game Boy breakout it all fixed up and we load it up, you know, Super Mario or Dr. Mario or something like neat mm-hmm. and we put it down and never touch it again.
1: Yep, that's true. <laughs>
5: Something else people do that's really neat is they'll take their old Game Boy and take it apart and knoll the parts out in a nice pattern and frame it and put it up on the wall.
1: I do like that. That's so cool. Yeah, Yeah.
3: that's cool. I mean, we had uh, who was it? It was um, Wendy's husband that did that with a Game Boy or a Xbox
1: controller, right? Yeah, it was uh, to make to spell out "I love you." Oh, that was uh, no, it was was her son. It was um, her son, uh, freaking Peter. Yeah, did that right. pull it out and made words. But, uh, but yeah, like I, if I had my, if I could do this, I'm sure I could figure out a way to pay my way there, but it's, it's expensive. But I would love to have every console I ever owned done in that way, like exploded out exploded and, out, and right. then under glass, and then you frame these. Like I've seen that stuff, and I think that is the coolest way to. Because yeah. I'm not going to go the, plug them in blueprints, and play them. You know?
3: The blueprints are great, but man, I'm just trying to figure out how much room it would take to have it exploded out, even sort of at an angle,
1: mm-hmm.
3: but uh, still have them separate so that you could kind of look I and mean, you'd have to have each thing like mounted on loose sight or something, each layer.
1: Mm-hmm. Boy, if you, if you, it would be really cool. If you want to see a console that got real yellow, this Dreamcast I'm looking at, good Lord. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, Sega, <laughs> what plastic were you using? Because that's terrible.
5: <laughs> oh, my gosh. But look she's... at that. I'm telling you that that UV light hydrogen peroxide trick they do is able to remove almost all of it.
1: Yeah, it looks, I mean, he's got it back to that. It was never pure white anyway. It was most. It was kind of an off-white gray right. sort of eggshell right. thing. But, but I don't know what the original plastic was, but geez, I look bad. Anyway, I, I respect this a lot. I don't know if I have the patience, but I respect it. And also, yeah. if I was going to do it, I might want to just have it gross and and broken out and mounted. There's something about the vintage quality of that that I like. Sure. So I don't know. I'm I'm torn on that part. But uh, as always, all this stuff is numerous and available on the fantastic website yep. known as YouTube. Uh, and also, punishprops.com is as well. So you're going to want to go check that out, Bill. What's our what's our bonus link today? What are we doing?
5: So this is a, a restoration video. The channel's called Odd Tinkering. They do lots of different restoration type stuff, but they they did a Game Boy color that I thought was pretty great.
1: Oh, this uh the old jellyfish style nineties uh yep. see-through yes.
3: deal. Oh I had I had one of those the uh, purple, I believe. Oh, so cool.
1: I had a yellow no, maybe mine was clear. I don't remember what I, I, I used to think this was the bomb, though. That this style yeah. design—I don't know why they don't do it today. The transparent. Yeah. yeah, I'd buy. Look, I would seriously consider a, a Series X or a PS5 that did this today, oh, yeah, even sure. as a yeah, second yeah. console, because I just love the look of it. <laughs>
3: what the hell happened to the the display on this thing? Why is there oh, a yeah. weird circular?
1: Yeah, it looks like somebody just wrote on it or something, or
3: yeah, or or melted it with a torch or something. Jeez, yeah, look Louise. at that
1: thing. Yeah, this is the channel I've been showing the other one. So this you, the we uh uh when I was showing the NES one, same same dude.
5: Yeah, good shot really well too. Uptight shots when you need it. Yeah. Not too oh, tight. Love those, when you don't love need those it.
1: uptight shots. Uptight shots yeah. shots. He's uh
5: <laughs> He's actually replating the the um battery connections yeah. with nickel, which is pretty cool. It's something I'd like to figure out how to do nickel plating.
1: Oh, that's really rad. And looking like these buttons are second market, you know. Right. yeah You can
5: just totally order those the screen, he probably just purchased a new screen, mm-hmm. and swapped it out.
1: Yeah, ah, so much work. I bet this this is a 20 minute video. I bet there's I bet this is what <laughs> 4 hours of work or more.
3: Right. Oh god, if not way more than that. Yeah, probably
1: yeah. I'm a, I bet I'm underestimating. Yeah. But anyway, fantastic stuff. As always, wow. a pleasure Bill. Uh again, punishprops.com and punishprops on YouTube. Uh, also follow him on Twitter. He's a good follow over there at Chinbeard.
3: That's right. Mm-hmm. And those of you listening later, that uh, post is up on QuickTMS.li. If you listen to this later and you want to see what the hell we're talking about.
1: Sounds good All to right. me. Bill, stay out of trouble. We'll see you next time. Toodaloo. Bye now. Toodaloo. <laughs> Toodles. Toodles. I don't feel like anyone said toodaloo except Bill in a long time in my life. Yeah.
3: No, I, I like it. I want to I bring that back. Bring yeah. back
1: the toodaloo. Bring back the toodaloo. And don't Bay make, East St. Louis, Tootaloo, you see. Yeah, I love it. And have uh Did you say Bay St. Louis just now? No, East St. Louis Tootaloo. Oh. It's a uh
3: it's the song that goes womp womp womp. Uh, you,
1: had you said Bay St. Louis, that freaked me out because that's Kim's hometown. That's where she was born. Oh, really? Huh. Well, I take it back. She was born in Nashville, but they lived in Bay St. Louis, and then she was immediately in Bay St. Louis the rest of her life until she moved out here. So there you go. Huh. Speaking right. of uh, the Bay and St. Louis, no, none of those things, actually. We have Bobby with us, and uh, we'll see if he has some science left after today's show, but here's his theme. Science. Bobby, are we all out of science now? What have oh, we done? Hold
2: on, give me just another minute. i got to dig through my... <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. If I'm still looking for a science thing you haven't covered yet. Oh, shoot. shoot. You
1: could fully work there. Yeah, <laughs> that is good. <laughs> Did you just happen the to have a box? Fully work. you got a box of junk or something you can just rummage through? And it's that's just great. my trash can. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Even grosser. Hey, it's sounds good like to have a here.
3: lot of paper in there, Mr. I-Hate-Recycling. That's right.
1: <laughs> get on the get on the wagon. Uh hey, it's good to have you here. It's Bobby. He does a show called All Around Science and he talks about science stuff all the time and we're happy to have him here. He's also tomorrow's co-host because brian's got a doctor's appointment or a uh, what do you call oh, it a, thera- a physical a therapy physical, appointment like,
3: my physical therapy appointment
1: yeah uh because that was kind of a hey get it when you can get it we made a yes. little last minute pivot and you'll have to deal with bobby tomorrow all right everybody cool. well bobby i'll <laughs> tell you my
3: recommendals you have to just yeah. act like you uh, watched them and enjoy them as much as i did mm. and uh talk talk <laughs> sure flowerly
1: thing. all about them yes flowerly sure i like it <laughs> uh <laughs> bobby what did you bring i'm sure you have something these. Oh,
2: yeah, okay. sure. So you told me that so because I'm going to be on tomorrow morning, I, went, I had to get some a little bit of work done ahead of time. And then also I was I didn't fly today. And so I did Um, because it got canceled. I did some practice. I did a practice test because you have to take like a written test for the FAA, you know? Oh, I didn't know that was part of this. That makes sense. Yeah, it's I guess. like you know how you have to do a written test for a driver's license. Sure, it's kind of like the same thing. They even um,
1: had to do that in Top Gun. They all had uh, written crap they had to do all the time. Top oh, Gun, yeah. sure. one into yeah,
2: yeah. There's yeah. a lot of studying you have to do, and so uh, the test took a little bit longer than I thought it was. So I basically didn't have any time this morning to prepare anything. So I thought I'd talk to you about things, interesting things that you didn't know that have to happen when you fly a plane. How about that? Oh, I love it. Cool. That's scientific right. in a way. Sure. Yeah, it it is. Sure. There's some. There's some uh, aerodynamics that that will be involved. I'm sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> Great. So the the first thing that I always think is interesting that that you one of the first things that I didn't realize when I went to to learn how to fly a plane is when the plane is on the ground, you're like taxiing in the airport to yep. the runway. Yeah. You have to steer the plane, of course, through the taxiways. It's like there's streets that you're driving the plane on. Those are the taxiways. You steer the plane, not with your hands, but with your feet. Did you know that? No. No. Yeah. Wait a minute. You is actually, that true
1: of all planes or is this just big commercial planes or what's what's the deal?
2: Well, I don't fly a big commercial plane. I fly a... <laughs>
1: <seven>. <laughs> That's true. Oh, speaking of which, yeah. have you been back to doing it since the landing mishap or no?
2: Yeah. So landing, um, almost crashing the plane update. Um, I went back... And the next, the the two days later and, uh, and the, the weather was a lot more windy that day, but I was anxious and nervous. In fact, I text my flight instructor and I said, Hey, before I got there and I said, Hey, I don't, I'm not sure what you had planned today, but can we just do takeoffs and landings because I really got a, I really need to like shake this feeling that I have from that bad landing and I need to get right back on the horse, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and he said I was fine and I did great. Oh, I good. did. Uh, I did good. awesome. Even in the wind, good. nicely done. Yeah. in the wind, it's even harder to land. And, um, and so I did great. And then I got an impromptu short flying lesson a few days after that on Sunday. And, and it was totally calm, dead air. And I did great then too. Three, the th- I did three landings cause that's all we had time for. And in those three landings, he didn't have to touch the controls at all, so I'm progressing steadily nice. and I'm over that that close call. You also had that three is, i assume right. f- uh
1: successful takeoffs because you can't have those landings without takeoffs right
2: yeah takeoffs are way easier though
1: yeah. You don't, even, yeah. you don't even mention those. Screw those takeoffs. Yeah.
2: Those are yeah. easy. I mean, getting up
3: in the air, piece of cake. Coming down, boo. Oh.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> no, you always, true, you always hear though the yeah. biggest accidents no, or the place of the most crashes happen during takeoff or landing. Though, isn't that still true? that is one
2: hundred percent true, and the reason is because of stalls. Do you know? So there, there's another thing I didn't have on my sure. list here, but we could talk about. Do you know what a stall is? Yes. When you
3: go straight, or you go up too fast, too uh, too sharp an angle, and you?
1: Oh, you I thought it was used. just with the ladies' room. All all they have is stalls. There's no,
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: no urinals. It's
3: what I you say. use in a urinal if you're afraid in a bathroom. If you're afraid to use the
2: urinals, that's right. Yeah, that exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, Brian, you're right. So that's one way you can stall. That's probably the most common way you can stall is by is by pitching the nose up too high, too yeah. much, right? But the, technically, all a stall is is when. There is not enough lift being generated to to keep the plane flying. So, um, and a, and they say a stall can occur technically at any airspeed, at any pitch angle. Oh, really? Because yeah, because yeah, you're, all yeah, it requires you're
3: just losing, losing juice. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: is if all cuz all it requires is that there's not enough lift being generated. So that can be ha- that can happen in weird situations. But you're right, and that's why most accidents happen on takeoff and on landing is because those are the slowest airspeeds. Mm-hmm. Um when you take off, you're obviously at a slow airspeed because you're just getting enough airspeed to take off. So if you cl- if you try to pull your nose up too high, um the, uh, the angle of attack, which is the angle of your wings to the relative wind, if you pull up too high, then, then that angle gets too high for the wind to get underneath it and, and generate lift, and then you fall back down. Um, so you got to be really careful when you're taking off not to pull back too much. You have to pull up just enough and, and keep an eye on your airspeed and make sure that your airspeed stays high enough. When
1: you're in, in, the, to- <clears throat> in the movies, whenever they depict a stall... The engine always kills. That's not true. Mm-hmm. Not always true, or maybe never true, right? That doesn't have anything to um, do with the engine, or
2: the the stall. Stalling doesn't have anything to do with the engine. Um, an engine going out yeah. can cause a can lead to a stall if you're not careful. But even an even an engine going out doesn't have to stall as long as you are uh, keeping an eye on your airspeed, because that's an emergency situation that you that we train for. Mm-hmm. Um, is is an engine an engine out emergency and you can still land the plane. You, you just have to glide mm-hmm. to where you're going to land. And, and that means maintaining enough airspeed to, to keep lift and not stall. My mom uh, says I
1: landed in a situation like that, but I was too young to remember it. Um, I have no memory of this. I was probably three, but we'd landed or a, a, a medium sized commercial jet lost. It wasn't both engines, maybe just one so again i'm I'm sketchy because I don't know that, that
2: would be that would be very that would be it would be rare likely right? for both engines to go I yeah, mean.
1: that would be super rare I would assume it's like a redundancy that's mm-hmm. just there, but they landed no problem it was like no big deal but but I guess everybody was freaking out
2: because oh, one well of the it's probably pretty scary, especially for the passengers to see Because you can probably see some God, indication yeah. of something going wrong and you could feel it when it first happens i'm sure
1: yeah that's um, what she always describes as like you could the plane had a had a it weird, probably
2: lurched to a certain direction because when when an engine goes out even if there's two engines on each wing um if if an engine goes out that's one side of the plane that is not producing as much thrust right. so that means one wing will now be moving faster than the other wing and so you can you can still fly the plane it's just you have to account for that right you have to apply um the correct uh you know, they call it ailerons, uh, which are the things in the wings that that cause roll to happen. When you turn the yoke back, the steering wheel back and forth, that's a that's um, well, affecting that's a, the little the little
1: flaps come up on the side sides. Yeah, and, yeah okay. exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the um,
2: little flaps. Boy,
1: I'm ready for my test. Give me enough. the real test. Yeah,
2: it's good enough. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure I'll pass. Um, fl- no Flaps are technically something different, but I know what you're talking about. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> so when when uh, she described it as centripetal, the feeling of centripetal force when you're holding uh, uh, like a bike tire, spin it and then try to move it around, you know that feeling. Yep. Of pulling mm. you kind of in a weird oh, way, like
3: a gyroscope. Like when you have a gyroscope spinning, you try and move your hand in it.
2: Yeah, and it, it just pulls. kind of, it wants
1: to pull you in, in a direction that you're not. Doesn't feel natural. Yep. She says that was the feeling you had in your seat. When it probably when
2: it probably because you have to imagine that everything that you're all the motion in a plane is all relative to the earth and gravity and everything right right so if the plane suddenly loses an engine let's say it loses a left engine so the plane is going to start to turn to the left yeah because the right wing is going to have more thrust well the plane will yaw in that direction yaw is like, if, if you were to set the plane down on the ground on, like, a turntable and spin it around, that's yaw, right? It's mm-hmm. moving the, the nose left and right. Not up or down and not rolling, but left and right. Um, so it'll yaw to the left. And, but you were going, you were just a second ago going forward very quickly. And then the plane suddenly turns, yaws to the left. You're still going to have a tendency to go forward, which will then be relative to the side of the plane, right? You, right. You, because the plane is turning. And so you'll feel it in your seat. You'll stop. It's not like you're going to smack into the <laughs> to the other side of the plane. But but that's where that feeling comes
1: from. Right, right. Well, I'm glad I don't remember it, if I'm honest. That's not something <laughs> yeah, well, I remember.
2: It was probably very, very scary. And it's probably why she sounds like tells the story still. Yeah. So well anyway sorry I, I derailed you you were heading a No 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 that's that's these are all really interesting. so yeah you steer the plane with your feet on the ground um and the reason you do and the way that that happens is the the pedals that your feet are on are called rudder pedals cuz they control the rudder of the plane right the rudder is that tail that sticks straight up mm. um on the back of it uh it has a a a, a fl- flight surface that moves back and forth mm mm-hmm. And that's called the rudder, so um, so yeah you that's you control that rudder, whether it's deflected left or right, with your feet. I had no um, idea
1: that that was yeah. where you controlled that. had you done that Brian? The reason- i I was assumed it was some hand thing for that stuff. I had no idea it was feet. Did we lose Brian mm-hmm. oh hes no, I'm still here, oh yeah. here you didn't hear my question. <laughs> the uh I did what I asked you a question you didn't hear it,
3: <laughs> Oh, I didn't hear it, no, oh, I weird. Heard- you just said I thought it was hands and not feet. I said, "Huh?" I Is said, that a question? Oh no! Yes. I said,
1: "Hey, Brian, did you know that it wasn't the hands?" And then I didn't hear anything. Oh,
3: I heard you say something, but I think it was the same time
1: Bobby said something. So oh, I didn't it's hear a you, st- uh, stupid Discord. Yeah. It's a Discord. I was yeah. playing Discord yeah. anyway. But so that's interesting. So I, I'm picturing like Flintstones, but that's not right, right? Like you're- <laughs> no, 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 because
2: because I'm not I'm not putting my feet on the ground. Right. Um, <laughs> the, uh, but, but you control the rudder with your feet and, um, and the reason that that's how you steer on the ground is because turning, turning the yoke doesn't do anything, right? Because you're not going fast enough for the wings to generate lift. So, so that's what, that's what turning this the yoke does is, is changes those ailerons on the left and right w- wings, which would cause the plane to roll, but you, and even if you were going fast enough on the ground, you don't want to roll the plane when you're on the ground, otherwise you'll crash on a wing into the ground, right? Yeah. So, so what you do is even you, you're as you're moving, the tail, the rudder moves, and it causes the the tail of the plane to move left or right, which causes the the, the plane to steer. There's usually also a, a cable connected to the front nose wheel as well, which helps turn mm. with the rudder but but most of it is in the wind going across the tail and that's how you can is it uh,
3: like two pedals that you know pull it in different directions or is it like one thing you put your feet on and kind of move it back and forth it's,
2: it's two pedals one two pedals. one on, under each foot and so you're, gotcha. you're absolutely right and uh, it's a little weird to get used to because um you're so used to a steering wheel right yeah um And so you might imagine that pushing your right foot forward, uh, at least in my head, because when you push the right foot forward, the left will come back a little bit. Um, And so, so in my head, I imagine that that's akin to turning the steering wheel with your right hand going up and your left hand going down. So you would turn left, but actually pushing into the right rudder causes the plane to steer to the right Ah, you have to get used to that this is this
1: is why people in flight games and racing games sometimes change the xy (laughs) option to go the other
3: way invert axis is the uh, so does the flight stick i know obviously that that control that's like your throttle right uh Um, no no No. oh no that's to raise and lower the
2: yeah the the flight stick or the yoke mine has a yoke um that controls the uh, either... They call them elevators and ailerons. Elevators yeah. are on the tail, which cause you to pitch your nose up and down, and ailerons are on the wings, which cause you to roll left or right to turn right, right. in the air. Um,
3: but there's no left and right movement on that thing. So I always visualize the... <laughs> of course, why wouldn't I? Like the uh, Tron uh, light cycle controller, or, or you know any flight simulator home, home uh, joystick like that, where it does yeah. left and right too. Does the... Does that not go left and right and if it does what does the left and right what would that control
2: It doesn't go left and it right It just doesn't yeah. go
1: left and right okay Yeah so okay. when you oh see, see we've been misled by video games
3: We've been misled so. by uh yeah. tons of uh Logitech uh,
2: game yeah. Now, <laughs> to, to be clear <laughs> to people who are listening yeah. you're talking about how you can twist the stick right
3: No no just moving uh, it left and right but keeping Oh no you'd no still no if keeping it's a, the the trigger forward but moving the
2: Yeah, if it's a stick, if you're using a stick, yeah, you can move it left and right. Okay. But what does that do then? That controls the oh, ailerons. The it ailerons. causes you to so, roll. Yeah.
3: Gotcha. Okay. So the ailerons, the left ailerons would go up right ailerons. Okay. Yeah.
1: So some of that is accurate for like flight so sims and stuff accurate. like that. Accurate. Mm-hmm. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, okay, here's my question. You're a guy who drives a car, right? I assume you yeah. drive a car yeah. here and there. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, when you had to get used to the way these foot things work, did is there muscle memory that's like a uh, brake or, or clutch or, or or gas? or You know what I mean? Like I feel like I would go into my car brain – and want to treat those pedals like I always treat pedals when I'm on the road.
2: So, yes and no. For the brakes, there are actually uh brakes um on the the wheels of the plane. So, and those are also on the pedals. It's weird. It's a, extra controls that you have to get used to. Pushing pushing your your the rudder pedals in your feet forward and backwards causes the the rudder to move, but they also have what are called toe brakes, so you you push your toe like you push the pedal for down with your toes to apply brakes either on and you can apply differential braking so you have left and right brake controls and you can apply one the other or both okay um, yeah. and that can actually aid you with steering on the ground so uh, when you hit the
1: they hit the tarmac there I always thought it was something automatic kicked in. Like, and I guess it it is, you're saying it does, but it's, but you can, you can tweak that or control that or, or maybe the,
2: I'm sure there's a lot of automatic stuff happening on airliners on mine. So the, the primary way that you slow a plane down, once you hit the runway, yeah, you've, you, your wheels have touched the ground. You're on the runway. You do not use the brakes because you're just going to burn the brakes, oh, right? Okay. Cause you're going so fast. Um, the primary way you you slow the plane down is what's called aerodynamic braking, which is you pull you slowly until it comes all the way back into your lap. You pull the yoke all the way back, mm. um, because that causes the 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 elevators on the tail, which which are they they deflect cr- um, and come down, um, basically create generating more air resistance and and it's like an air brake. You can think of it. Yeah, you always know
1: you always see that too if you're by a wing and you look out and it's like you see that thing go down hard or up yeah. depend, I guess maybe. Is it up or down? Up for the yeah. brakes, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like most,
2: and so you yeah. do that until you uh until you no longer feel the aerodynamic braking being effective. Once it's no longer effective, um, then then you can apply the the toe brakes. If it doesn't uh, slow fast
1: enough cuz you got a big heavy plane and it's loaded. Mm-hmm. Do they just start chucking the big people out of the doors? Like, what do you do?
2: How, yep. Like every every um, every uh, flight attendant is uh, is trained to be prepared <laughs> to throw heavy people out of the plane. All right. <laughs> okay, confirmed. Yep. You all heard it, heard it here. That's how it works. Every airline, that's what they do. They uh, talk to you about it. Yeah. If you sit in the emergency seat, they talk to you about it. Have you ever sat in that one? You know, no. With,
1: uh, Actually, I have a couple times, but. I'm definitely not the biggest <laughs> dude on the plane, so I don't yeah.
2: know if uh, they 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 say that they tell you about how the door can open and yeah you have to assist, but they're kind of hinting at the fact that they can shove you out if they need to. Stop they're just gonna quickly. boot you out.
1: See, the way yeah. I would do it if I was that pilot and things were not going well and we weren't slowing as we were heading toward you know whatever retainer wall or something, yep. I feel like I'd just pull out all the stops. I'd I'd push whatever button causes the two big raft things to poop out the sides. <laughs> I'd do like. You know, whatever you can do, is there a button that'll just drop all the luggage out the bottom of the plane or something? Eject, yeah, yeah, just stop, but eject, eject, exactly. I don't, I don't know if you can do that.
2: It's there when it comes to landings. Pilots of all plane sizes are very alert and aware of what's going on because that's a critical moment. And if there is any any indication that you would not stop fast enough. Now, I know this is for smaller planes. I, I don't know how it is for airliners because they're very big. But on a smaller plane, we're taught that if anything is going wrong and or anything, then you immediately apply full power and then take off and go around. Mm, okay. Um, like, it needs to be all going well um, for you to commit to and initiate is so much so that if you touch the ground where I'm taught that if, if I touch the ground and I hit hard enough that the plane bounces off the ground a little bit, then that's immediately, you don't even think about it. You just immediately apply full power and fly, fly and gain altitude and go around. Wow. Um, cause it's just an unstable situation. It's not safe. You we know? did,
1: we did that one time, but it was for, it was on our way home from BlizzCon one year and we were landing in SLC international yeah. And you can always tell when we're about to land because there's a big drop as you come down past the mountains. You just like, just like go way yeah. down. Air pressure drop kind of thing. Yeah. Is, you guys right? probably get this even worse in we Denver. We get it. We get it. Yeah. Because yeah. we come
3: down. We have a little bit more distance between the mountains and the airport. Well, probably pretty close to what you guys have. Similar. The but, side of the city.
1: Yeah. Similar. But I think the way it last time I flew to Denver, it's been it forever. But when I did it, it was like. It just felt like you got over the mountains and then just went, Just like an elevator down. <laughs> it, at least it felt like it. But this this was one of those cases where there was a bit of that, and then it looked like we were going to land like normal, and all of a sudden, the power comes on and he just <laughs> and it flies up and in, in circles. And the captain goes, uh, "Ladies and gentlemen, we did that because uh, there's a problem, or there's too many people on the tarmac. We're just trying to make sure yep. we got room." and so that's a reason, not just you're going to crash or you got speed yep, issues. Absolutely, okay,
2: absolutely. I had to do that just recently on one of my flights. Um, there was just a at our airport, some guy landed ahead of us and just was taking a really long time to get off the runway. And it's um, and it is 100% illegal. Uh, the FAA will does not like it. You are only one plane per runway. I think technically you can have more than one plane per runway at like very large airports in very specific circumstances but it's all being controlled by air traffic control and but but in our situation if there's another you cannot touch down unless there is no plane so i had to do that that was just taking forever and so i went went around and took another another turn and i was really mad too because it was such a good approach i was Mm. (laughs) was like (laughs) it was going to be a great landing yeah but
1: your your flight instructor is probably happy you did the right Think at the right moment and all that, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one thing that you're learning is is good decision making. Yeah, I give the, you a little, um, Yeah the the steering with your feet happens in the air as well. Uh, you because you can do the same thing. It's just a flight surface. The rudder is right. So if you you apply rudder pressure while you're flying, the same exact thing happens. You will yaw the plane left and right. Um, and you kind of you have to when you're turning. So when you turn the plane like let's say you're turning to the right mm. you turn the yoke to the right you um there's this thing called adverse aileron yaw and it's a very complicated term but term but basically what happens is when you turn the plane to the right the reason the wing the reason your plane turns is because you have changed the shape of the wing and and the the left wing now is generating more lift than the right wing and so it goes up and that's what causes you to turn mm. right mm-hmm. um but because but there's a there's a fact in aerodynamics that when you generate lift you generate you also generate drag it's called induced drag mm. um it's just without getting into the complicated physics of it it's it's just a natural consequence of lift is drag sure. is it's is
3: creating caused. friction with the air and it Right.
2: Yeah. There's there's all sorts of reasons why, and and air friction and the way air moves across the wing and stuff like that. So if you're if you if one of your wings is generating more lift than the other one, it's also um, has more drag than the other one, which means that as you're turning, you start to yaw as well. So the nose of the plane will lift up relative to the horizon, which is an uncomfortable turn and also not very efficient. Mm. Um, so you have to, when you're turning, also apply rudder to correct that and bring the nose back down to the horizon. And um, it's called a coordinated turn. And, um, well, I have one last very question. Very hard.
1: I have one last question though, about all of that going south. Let's just say all the, you've done it all right. Things have gone bad. Can you, in the plane you're in, I know you can't do some commercial yep. airliners, is there an eject option? Can you, ma- <laughs> can you, can you maverick out of there? All you
3: questions seem to be see on getting everything out of the plane. You're not all wrong. You're not
1: wrong. I don't know why my head's yeah. going there. But can you, like, you know, Goose uh, – Goose is a bad example. But can you Maverick out of that thing? <laughs> like, <laughs>
2: one I, I definitely don't want to eject like Goose.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. But is that a possibility? Or I mean, getting out of the plane in general, I guess it doesn't have to be an ejection. But can you both just, like, fly a door open and jump out and you got – parachutes, and parachutes? sure
2: um i guess you could uh but you certainly c- certainly we're not told to do that you can't eject there's no eject button in a cessna okay um but uh but i guess you could open open the doors and parachute out um but we're definitely we're not taught to do that we're taught to try to land the plane right right um that's the safest thing to do for everyone us and the people on the ground. Oh yeah, people on the uh, ground. That's right. Because
1: that plane's got to go somewhere. It's not going to hover down. Yeah. that's a good point. Yeah. You wouldn't need to eject if it did that. Uh, it'd be cool. <laughs> it would be cool if you guys ejected to the sides. You know what I mean? So instead of having a oh. roof thing, you just go. That's oh true. no! Eject! Eject! And you'd both just go flying out on the left and the right <laughs> of the plane, opposite directions. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, that I want to see. I want to see yeah. that happen. It
2: won't. <laughs> that would be very cool. Some planes. Oh, what what kind are they? Um, I think it's a Cirrus. There's some Cirrus planes that have a parachute,
3: like a plane-sized plane. parachute. Yeah. yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. that's
1: cool. It's, so yeah. the plane,
2: so like, you just cr-
3: turn
1: everything off. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: You're just like, you know, can you shut everything off? Make sure the back doors locked. Okay. See ya. It's like leaving yeah. the house or whatever. So wait a minute. That's like the kind on cars where they do the races. Comes out the back and slows the plane. Oh or yeah,
2: right. Surely. Like-
1: yeah. Why not that? Should, yeah, then just,
2: yeah. No, it comes out the top. Actually, um I just saw T V Z on put a link in uh shows a picture of um the the parachutes that I was talking oh, about.
1: Oh, that's cool.
2: And uh those are those are easy planes to land. I wish I was learning on that oh, one.
1: Oh, look at that. That's awesome.
2: Oh,
3: and it's good. You know, I was thinking, God, it would suck because it would be like out the back of the plane. So you're just basically like hanging <laughs> nose, face down, nose, as down. You, <laughs> nose down as <laughs> for the twenty minutes it takes you to land. But uh, I guess if it does it on the on the top like that, that's
1: actually kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. It seems like that's manageable at least. Are there people yeah, yeah, in that, it? Though there are people in it,
2: right? Yeah, for sure. You're not ejecting. Oh, yeah. It's just okay. um, in an emergency situation. It um, it helps to bring the plane down safely. Oh, there's um, a
1: video of this. Let's see what that looks like.
2: Yeah, the reason the article that he posted says those parachutes for small airplanes really do save lives is the reason that's the headline is because there's been debate in the industry about whether or not those parachutes on Cirrus airplanes actually do anything to, like, in the real world, do they actually have an effect on on helping people? Like, does it it save your life in a crash or not?
1: Is that just a matter Um, of not having enough uh, crashes to make reliable data from? You know I
2: don't know that's uh, that's i it has been an open question in my mind until I saw the 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 headline there, so I've, I've got that one open on a tab I'm going to read it later but um but, yeah, oh, one of these they got video of one landing on a on a busy freeway jeez louise okay oh, yeah, that's where it taught also you don't land on a on an interstate unless it's an absolute <laughs> emergency yeah no i you know what i agree with them i think that's a good
1: idea to avoid
2: that well the thing is that you put it's very dangerous um yeah you might save your life but what happens if that propeller slices through a a car right Mm -hmm.
1: right ain't nobody ain't nobody want that in their life yeah (laughs) uh all right well it's fascinating stuff as usual um bobby always good having you on and if uh, you want to hear more fantastic science coverage uh, all about all around science, rather, is your show. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. Anything going on in your latest episode? You'd like to tell people about?
2: Oh yeah, this is a good one. The one that just came out yesterday, all around science. Um, so we decided to do a little something a little bit different. There's been all this talk about Chat GPT, the the chat bot, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we got we got Chat GPT to write us an explanation of a science topic. In the form of a two character play and um, a multiple scene two character play and Mora and I uh, performed the play on the show. <laughs> wow,
3: that's great. that, oh my great.
2: God, that's, that sounds hilarious. I wrote, it was uh, it was very fun.
1: I replied to a client using it. I wanted Did to you see really? yeah, I wanted to see how well it would create the email based on a few simple prompts about the reply. Yeah, did you? So, you, would you copied and pasted the email from them into Chat GPT? No, but I copied oh. and pasted the stuff they were asking about and gotcha. um, a little bit of background on yeah. me, so it could pull some stuff up. And it did it. Yeah. I had to edit it; it wasn't perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it thinks I host a show called something. Uh, I can't remember now. Play cortro. So, <laughs> I wish it was even something. <laughs> it's a weird show I'd never heard of, so it had me confused in that way. But that was easy to fix. So with just a couple of tweaks, it actually was a pretty good, well structured and all and accurate email.
2: It does a good job. You can have a conversation with it, and it remembers the things that you you were talking. Oh, that you said in about. the past. It wow. felt
1: very. It felt a little weird. I have to admit, like, not
2: sure. yeah, we talk. Yeah. All, we talk all about that on on. This episode that just came out yesterday so that's all around science um and uh our feature is we talk about it's mostly we're talking about chad gpt but we did it um with with that first check this
1: out i asked it to this was days ago i just saved it um i said provide a i think i sent this to brian Provide a short promotional description of the Morning Stream podcast. And it said, the Morning Stream is a daily podcast that delivers a fresh and entertaining start to your day. Hosted by Scott Johnson and Brian Ibbett, this show features a mix of news, pop culture, and personal stories, all with a healthy dose of humor. Whether you're looking for a distraction from the daily grind or just want to hear some funny stories, the Morning Stream is a perfect way to start your day. Tune in and join the conversation. You won't regret it. Now, here's what I love. I did the same thing. It doesn't thing for- mention poop jokes or
4: uh, yeah, <laughs> no. right,
1: but it does not mention poop It doesn't jokes. mention poop jokes, but I did I did the same thing for Film Sack, exact same yeah. question, but just subbed yeah. out that and it did a really good job, but at the end it said, "Tune in and join the conversation. You won't regret it." <laughs> it keeps doing that more- every time. Yeah. Every oh, time. Man, we, we
2: we yeah. talk a little bit about that in the episode too cuz what we did was what I did was I tried to generate the script asked it to make me a script and then when I, I was like, you know, I want something a little bit different. And again, to what I was saying, it remembers. I didn't retype a prompt. I just said, "That was really good. Can you do the same thing, but can you tweak this a little bit?" And yeah. it just comes up with another one. And you start to see you start to be able to see the yeah. the seam the lines the in the armor. Yeah. Yes, exactly. yeah it's easy yeah, to look I, at. I it just, just tried
3: the Joe Rogan podcast and it ends with "Tune in and join the conversation. You'll most certainly regret it." <laughs>
1: Oh, it's a slight change. Oh, weird, weird. I did it for core and I got it all wrong. I said, it says the core podcast is an informative and educational podcast. I mean, dead stop there. That's definitely not (laughs) where we are, Uh, but it says that helps (laughs) listeners understand the complexities of the core values that shape and drive our society. <laughs> and of course, ends well, with tune in and join this. the did
3: you gig? look up and see if maybe there's another core podcast
1: that they're talking about? <laughs> I did, and I could not find anything. So okay. I don't. So, I think it just made it up. But at the end, it did say tune in and join the conversation. You won't regret it. So fun, <laughs> fun stuff.
3: <laughs> I did. It really right? did. It did on
1: every single podcast description out that of that line. Yeah. uh So robots aren't quite there yet. Anyway, we'll get there. uh Bobby, always a pleasure. Uh, tomorrow you'll yep. be here co hosting the show, uh, sitting in for Brian while he's on his appointment. We appreciate you doing yeah. that for us. Looking Thank forward you, to Bobby. it. Yeah, it'll yep. be great. Uh, is there anything else you want to say or do or say?
2: Get bit bit.
1: Whoa, that I, that came. I didn't expect that, but what? I know. We'll take it. We were expecting him to get cut off mid. Mid, 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 mid. I think he did, and I wasn't ready. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's it for today's show. <laughs> I do want to say that uh, Play Retro will be... Now, this, it depends on a, a message I just got from Dunaway because we might be doing this tomorrow now. Hold on. Uh, yep, okay. we're doing it tomorrow. So tomorrow at 3.30 Mountain Time, not today, but tomorrow, 3.30 Mountain Time on Wednesday, just this week, normally it's Tuesdays, we'll be doing Play Retro. We're going to talk about all the rated R 8-bit NES games. And by that, I mean like RoboCop and like uh, uh, Terminator and yeah. uh, these these movies that were... You know, rated our films, but turned into games. Kids were supposed into to buy
3: friendly kid-friendly games. Oh, I'm gonna look. I'm RoboCop, and I'm gonna completely destroy this gas tanker.
1: That's right, and and yes. and do it in the most rated G way possible on your console. <laughs> right, yes. So that'll be uh, tomorrow, uh, 3:30 Mountain Time for that. And tomorrow, of course, a brand new show with Recommendals and Tom uh, and uh, Bobby and no no Brian. But we'll we'll all be here waiting to hear stories on uh, yeah. Thursday about how it went. Then, uh, I can't wait. Yeah. Can't
3: wait to come back with stories about uh cursing her out because she bent my leg the wrong way. That's can't right.
1: wait. Yep. Maybe she'll touch you in your private swimsuit place. You never know. <laughs> you gotta be careful when these <laughs> What kind of therapy is this? Excuse me, I, I think it's my back, not my <laughs> anyway uh in the meantime if you like this show and i know you do because you wouldn't be listening otherwise go support us on patreon for as little as a dollar a month that would be really really cool do you want great monthly benefits art in the mail and no commercials ever how about pre-show content every single day there's a show well you'll get it right here at patreon.com tms and that will, oh, uh, send us, we need more voicemails, even especially ones oh, that yeah. they say things and not just make noises. Yeah, ones that aren't just heavy breathing and shaking your rents at us. Yeah, I do love those yeah. though. So when you can, please leave us one, 801 462 If you'd rather email us, you can always do that at the morningstream at gmail. Com. That number also yeah. takes text. All right, Brian, let's get out of here. What is the deal with the music here at the sure. end?
3: Sure. Well, Shane Maddox wrote in. We love Shane. He says, hello, Strind, Stott, and Burgerl. Okay. Sure I butchered those. On January 28th, help, help, it's happening. I will be turning the big 4-0. Let's party. <laughs> He says, "I think I probably started listening to Scott when I was about twenty-four. Yikes! Whoa. Last year, Bly- uh, Brian well, Blind pra- played me <laughs> Blind prayed me a Metallica cover. So this year, I'm hoping for a Linkin Park." Cover this year, I absolutely loved the "Can't Help Falling in Love" dark version by Tommy Prophet that you played on the show. So I'm thinking his version of "In the End" would be perfect. That's the song that first got me into singing and continues to be one of my absolute favorites. Are we still saying? Oh, there we go. Are we still saying safe? See, he even put one in there. Oh, because so I wouldn't feel bad about saying Brian uh, prayed me a Metallica <laughs> cover. So are we still saying safe safe, yeah, uh,
1: it's hard but I but I I like his attempt and I like how you did it I think it was great it was perfect
3: yeah. my my mind's been uh f- flying because I've uh, had to pee for like the last eight minutes and I didn't want to interrupt Bob- I didn't want to leave and interrupt Bobby I've just been kind of dancing here
1: you're more pee than man game. right now you know I'm you more pee
3: than man like yeah. everything's yellow anyway uh <laughs> In the End by Tommy Prophet uh from the album Covers Volume 1 from 2018 here is In the End So
6: Is
1: Part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at FrogPants.com.
2: I just cut through a steel plate with a beam of light.
0: Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands.